On today's show, the Lakers get a big win in overtime against the Clippers. Is there a little, little, little home cooking? We'll talk about that. Who's in trouble? And it's Jordan Poole's world. We're just living in it. On today's Locked On NBA, let's go. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome. You are locked on to the NBA. My name is Nick Engstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show, making Locked On NBA your first listen today, where the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and then comment anything below. Let us know in the comment section, how's your team doing? What team are you here representing? How's your team doing? How are you doing with these late nights with basketball? We got a real good pat yawn just just that it is 1 a.m. Central Central Times. Just the biggest yawn. He tried to cover it up. I tried to hide it, too. I tried to hide it. I tried my best. I was like when your dad, like, tried to cover a fart and he goes, you know, like. Everyone knows what was going on with it. Oh, on today's show, we'll get into basketball's back, baby. We'll get into who's in trouble. The Grizzlies are 0-5. Locked on Grizzlies yeah. is going off. You go listen to Locked on Grizzlies. They're amazing. Joe, yeah. DeMichael, great really duo. Love them. They're doing a great job on that show. Uh, are they in trouble? We'll talk about them. The Heat, 1-4. Wes and David Ramil doing a great job on that show, too. Then we'll play Count It Up, where we count out the most interesting, fun things in the NBA, including... Jordan Poole, man, just just having the most <laughs> wizard season so far. In Throw it the off NBA. the glass, baby. We'll talk about that. Tobias Harris making some making some big dough, and uh, we'll talk about that. He just set a record. Jokic has some advice for Chet, and we'll talk. We'll catch. We'll check in on that a little bit later. But I want to start here. The game of the night, at least to me, Lakers Clippers. The battle for yeah. LA comes down to overtime. Just some some wild stuff, some back and forth stuff. Really great game. The Andy Kamenetsky from Lockdown Lakers tweeted, "I'm I'm torn between whether I want the Lakers to win this game or I just want this game to go on forever because it was just such a fun game of just back and forth." Paul George, 35 points. Kawhi, 38 points in this one, but the Lakers end up getting the win. Score 13 points in overtime, forced overtime by the way. After the Lakers were down by. 19 in the first quarter. Just like such yeah. a back and forth swing of a game. LeBron James, though. I mean, how do, what more do we say? He's about to turn 39 years old. 35 points, 12 boards, 7 assists, played 43 minutes. Darvin Ham, tell me. I thought we were going to play LeBron less. <laughs> I thought we were going to play LeBron under 30 minutes, and yet he plays over 40 in this one. What's that out to you in this Lakers-Clippers game? I thought it all came down to that fourth quarter battle between him and Paul George. It, was, yes. it really got good at the end of that game. I mean, LeBron James in that fourth quarter. I, I can't say he looked like prime LeBron. Here's the thing. I love this because LeBron now looks like grizzled vet LeBron. Like, remember, like, Wolverine at the end of the X-Men series? In it was Logan, just like In the Logan the, movie. Logan. Right? He looks yeah. like Logan right now. It's just like. I'm old, but a mutant, and I'm not going anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, and it just, you see the game has evolved so much, but it's still so elite. Seeing how he drove to the basket in that fourth quarter, he put up 12 points. And then the three-point shot that Bron knocks down was just ridiculous. But Paul George, I mean, being the catalyst of this Clippers team, and I, 
it, we, we talked about it before we got on here, right? Like if he doesn't end up fouling out in this game, yes. right? Like this game could be a completely different outcome. That's much of an impact, how much of an impact he made. Both of these guys pretty much played the full uh, uh, fourth quarter. I thought the most interesting thing, though, was something that was brought up in the broadcast. And was the one thing that I noticed was it just took Paul George going nuclear for the Clippers to be able to get back into this. I'll be very interested to see kind of what uh, Locked On Clippers end up saying about this because it feels like even though they have Paul George, even though they have Kawhi, even though they have Russ, in that fourth quarter, it didn't feel like they really knew, okay, what are we running this time down? Who do we get the ball to this time down? It just kind of was like a hodgepodge of moves. Russ knocks down a three. Kawhi gets the ball off a rebound. It's like, I'll just go back up. It didn't feel like they had a system where the Lakers felt completely locked in and LeBron felt like he had control of that <laughs> well, entire fourth quarter they, going into the overtime. The Lakers were locked in because they were like, we're just going to spam the same thing over and over and over again. We're just going to spam the LeBron pick and roll or whoever else pick and roll with AD and just do that over and over again. And I mean, they got away with it. <laughs> like they, like yeah. they, they were able uh, to do it. That's the, LeBron. That's the, LeBron. We've heard Amon Shepard talk about that. We're like, nope, nope. We go keep running it until they figure it out. <laughs> I mean, it worked though. That they got the, they yeah. got the points in this one. Uh, Paul George, twenty points in the fourth quarter. Elite. Absolutely elite. But the, I mean, the, like the Clippers did though. It looked like, especially well, in that third quarter they gave up the lead. They only scored twenty four points. Yeah, they do look like they need an like some kind of table setter, some kind of like to keep the flow of the offense. And we thought it was Westbrook, right? We thought Westbrook was, was going to be that guy in this one. Yeah. And if only they had like another guy that was an elite scorer that was now going to join this team uh, that now was going to be like that led the league in assists last year. Like if only they had that kind of, I wonder if, if he takes away any juice from like what, what Paul George's game, I don't think happens if James Harden is in this game. And that's sort of why Darian of Locked On Clippers is lamenting the, the James Harden thing and like yeah. not not a big fan of it at this point. But it it was wild to kind of see, man, these two guys, Kawhi and Paul George, by the way, Kawhi played over 41 minutes. When's the last time, oh, when's the last time yeah. that happened, you think? And listen, listen, they are running these boys. I remember Kawhi said, uh, not good. Now they can't stop me from playing. Oh, they're going to let you play now, yeah, bud. Yeah, they're they're going to let you play now. <laughs> You no, thought I, you were thought, earning the paycheck before. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought that it was a very, you know, like even going into the overtime, I thought the second Paul George left that game, it was very prevalent. That yeah. they had nothing else. Feel it like was just it, Kawhi. It was just. Yeah. And then Kawhi, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. And I don't, I mean, watching the overtime, did it not feel to you like Kawhi didn't want the ball in his hands? Like, Which, I would think that's the time I want to go to my guy and it felt like Kawhi was just like, well, I'm existing and whatever happens here. I mean, the one big shot that he hits, right, uh, the floater over the middle where he gets the and one, he just kind of got the rebound on that. Or No, he just ended up kind of driving in <laughs> off of the rebound and just threw that one up, and it ends up going and he gets the and one. Like, it felt like there wasn't a, okay, now that PG's out and we don't have him to cook, you're our guy. In his defense, does it ever look like Kawhi wants anything? Like, has that ever been? If you're going off facial expressions, like, is that something that we've ever seen? The well, thing usually is, we see him go to the ball. <laughs> the thing is, though, he's the only one that scored for the Clippers in overtime. He had, yeah. he had six shots. Westbrook had three, and they were all not good. Uh, Zubats had two. Bones had one that was just a three off an offensive rebound that was he was just happy to be wide open. But like nobody felt like nobody was going to the ball. They need that extra guy. Paul George had Bennett in the fourth quarter, yeah. and they did need that extra guy to give him that extra umph. But the Lakers got it. I mean, let's talk about the Lakers side of things. 
Reeves was huge in the overtime. Reeves scored 100%. seven points points for him. Hit that and one. Had the had the, the play where he attacked Norman Powell and Powell you know fouled and then got fouled out and uh, that whole sequence that whole sequence came down to so Paul George fall, fouls out with four and a half minutes left in the beginning of overtime. Then Reeves you know attacks Zubats. They kept they kept doing that. They kept running Austin. They kept they kept running Anthony Davis on screen so that they get Zubats and switches. And it's the same thing that every team basically seems like they do against the Clippers. Yeah, Just try to get Zubats in these runs. And then you had the play where Reeves throws it up to LeBron in transition. That's the play. If you're talking about LeBron looking vintage, now, his son, like Bronny, was in the in the stands going crazy on that. Yeah. After after that play, then you had Westbrook like Wood gets the block on on Zubats with a minute twenty left. Westbrook then fouls for no reason. What was that? What was that? Right, he fouls for no reason. They get they go into the bonus then, and then Reeves you know hits a hits a jumper against. Powell, and then the next the next possession for the, for the Lakers, then Powell fouls Reeves, and he gets yeah. to go to the line because he wasn't shooting, but he gets to go to the line because they were in the bonus at that point, and that kind of put them over the edge, and that was the the big difference maker in overtime. Westbrook misses a three, Bones misses a three, and then Wood gets that putback, and that that basically seals it. Yeah. I I have to say this though, there's just something in me that just cannot believe that this is a Lakers team that's winning a game like this. Yeah, in overtime that felt like a playoff game with Cam Reddish and Christian Wood and D'Angelo Russell all playing like very integral roles in this team. Like there's just something about the basketball analyst in me that goes, I cannot believe this is happening. I love that. I take like my, <laughs> I felt bad too. Cause Christian Wood gets the puts, but the put back and I instantly texted you like, Christian Wood ended the game. Sorry. He had some great <laughs> plays. And honestly, he had some great plays for the Mavs too. It's just that he's got glaring weaknesses, but the Lakers yeah. with, with AD are able to cover those up a little. It's it's the it's the combination for me. It's not just that Christian Wood is you know did well or that like Reddish was closing. It's that they have Reddish and Wood and D'Angelo Russell playing all yeah. like at the same time. All guys that have, you know, been prone to make mistakes or take bad shots or not play defense, you know, and all that stuff. Like it just it, they just been it's just been covered up by LeBron and AD. They make it so easy for those role players to fill in. Which coincidentally, those three were the order that for some reason Russell Westbrook said, I have to play the hardest defense in the world and eventually fouled someone. Like that was the <laughs> order that it went in. They literally just passed the ball in a row. And Russell's the I that's the weirdest foul. I can't wait to hear what Darian <laughs> says about that. He's usually a Russ supporter. I'm sorry, there's no supporting that. Like it looked like Russ was like, My knees hurt. I'm tired. I want to get off the court right now. Uh, with the Clippers, too, they started Bones Highland with Westbrook, Paul George, Kawhi, and Zubats. Yeah. And I wondered if that's like, is that are we simulating James Harden? Is that a placeholder for when we put James Harden in? Also, we should have mentioned P.J. Tucker, who just started. Like, this is his first game, was playing deep into this one, too. Ended up playing like 20 minutes or something. It was, yeah. playing, was playing late. A great win for the Lakers, though. I mean, you, you take them where you can get them, whether it was you know, weird with the Paul George fouls or not. But a great win for them. So they they finally win. I think it's the first time they've won the Battle of LA since the bubble. They play four times a year. That's that's a lot. I think you're right on that too. That's what they, that's I think, what they, I I think, think Dave Pash said that I'm not, spot I'm, on on that. I'm, like, I'm that's, that's tough. It's <laughs> a lot of losses in a row. Oh, dog, I muted the broadcast. I'm not gonna. Lie. Not gonna <laughs> you can take Bob Myers. I can't. Oh my god. No, you know what? You know what it was. He was like. There was like 45 seconds left and the Clippers were down three 
in the fourth quarter, and he was like, you really need to foul here. And I instantly muted the TV. I was like, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I don't know. What, what are we talking about? Coming up, who else can't take it anymore? Who's in trouble in the NBA? We'll talk about that and get into it coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You can go get to Prize Picks right now and find the more or less, pick the more or less on a projection of players. Uh, you can combine it NBA, you can combine NFL. Uh, baseball is over, go Rangers, but you can check out all that kind of stuff on FanDuel. They have a, or a, a prize picks. You can get all that kind of stuff. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projection across football and basketball with the Specials League, a league that creates it's created specifically for combo projections. So you can go and go to prize picks and pick, you know, LeBron James, more than 24 and a half points, Patrick Mahomes, more than 300 yards. You can do all that kind of stuff, combine it, have fun on a day where there's NBA and NFL happening on the same day. Check out that. They also have a reboot policy. If your player gets injured, they can get rebooted. Check that out. It's a really cool feature. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA. Use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on LockedOnNBA. Being part of the show and listening every day, being an everydayer, we have a daily LockedOn show that covers your team daily check out the link in the description to find a show that covers your team every day got locked on lakers got locked on clippers they're doing great stuff over there on the on the west coast yeah. now let's talk about a team that is not doing super well <laughs> are we is it already time are we already in trouble for the memphis grizzlies oh, they lose a game tonight they go to zero and five on the season with a loss and not just any loss a almost 30 point loss to the Utah Jazz, who had not been good and only scored 109 against a Utah Jazz team that had not been a good defense. Thoughts on the Memphis Grizzlies so far and how bad it's been for them as a start. You know how bad of a start to a season you have to be when we're talking about you before we talk about a team that got beat by 51 tonight? Like 0-5 <laughs> for Memphis is actually impressive. And you know what? It, I, I've, I, I continue to look at this one piece on the team and I know that right like it's not a major name but I think the loss of Steven Adams has really thrown them off Huge. because Jared Jackson at the five has never been a really successful spot for him and I think that we're still seeing those same effects uh, uh now I mean like I I get it right like he's able to put up 19 points tonight but he was a minus 25 and the plus minus tonight like yeah and and you continue to see him pretty much most of this season it just feels like he's really struggling to find his groove out there. And he's the one who was kind of one of the major pieces when John Morant went out last time where there was this catalyst of, okay, who are we going to rely on scoring wise? We have a couple of other pieces, but who can we focus on? Jaron Jackson was able to get that done. We're not seeing that. And there's nobody else right now uh, that seems to be able to go out there and help with this Memphis team. I mean, like it's, they it's a tough start to the season for sure. And, uh, I don't think that it's going to be the end-all, be-all, but I do believe that as long as you have John Morant, or I'm sorry, uh, Jaron Jackson at your five, don't got that. you're doing a disservice to how good he can be. They need to find somebody else that can play center down there. Well, they tried Xavier Tillman. The problem is he's yeah. like 6'9". Like he's yeah, not, it doesn't he's work not, either. Yeah, I don't like really that either. Center size at, at times for them, and he's not giving them a, a whole lot offensively either. They took 54 threes in this, in this game. Yeah. The Grizzlies, like that's not a team that takes a ton 14 of for 54 in this game, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. But you're right in that Jaron, like their superpower used to be, they destroy you on the boards. They got Adams yep. boxing out like crazy. They have Jaron Jackson roaming around and grabbing rebounds. They have 
uh, job that would run around and grab rebounds out of the air because he can jump out of the gym, right? Like they had they had these guys, and then they'd play somebody like bigger on the wings or something. And yeah. They just haven't had that, and I mean their defense has been un- until this game really. Their defense has been good. Their defense has been fine. The, like with you got Marcus Smart, you got Jaron Jackson, the last two defensive players of the year. The problem is they can't score at all. Like they they can't put it together. Uh, Desmond Bain. 21 points in this game. You're like, oh, usually like, okay, that's a good Desmond Bing game. But like, yeah, he's got to step up into that role. Jaron Jackson's got to step up into the next role. Only 19. He was five of five of 17 in this game. And he's not been that great offensively. Like you needed those two guys to take steps forward to become like elite level offensive players really to carry the rest of this team. Cause that's what they've had from, from John Morant in the past. And then everybody else falls in like, like files in a suit. So they're missing that. That's been a huge problem. The other problem with them, they don't have Tyus Jones as the security blanket anymore. Yeah. They don't have, like, they they would have the Steven Adams with their superpower with the rebounding, and they have Tyus Jones to, like, even keel everything. Everything's, you know, table setting, to do that, to, like, to br- come in. And he was an amazing guard off the bench for them last year. Now he's in Washington, uh, watching Jordan Poole do the things we'll talk about. <laughs> Jordan Poole's doing later. But so they lost both those guys, and, like, that, and yeah. then, and now, I mean, they're, they're so injured right now, too. We, we should mention, like, Steven Adams out. Brandon Clark out too, so they, they lost a ton of their size. Santi Aldama out for that. Like so much of their size is gone. John yeah. Morant still still suspended. Derrick Rose was was out for this game too. And he had been the guy that had at least been giving him some points off the bench. They get Luke Kennard back, but he goes one of eight <laughs> from three. That welcome back. Yeah, well, welcome back, bud. And then uh yeah, you get 19 minutes from Kenneth Lofton, who apparently came yeah. into the season 300 pounds, which is I mean, listen, he, he was a big boy the entire time. I don't know. Like Kenny, so Kenny lost. They, he was never not big. <laughs> uh, they start zero and five. Are they, are they in trouble? Cause you're, you got, I, don't, I don't know if I'll say they're in trouble because when John Morant returns, there's a ton that I think does happen. Uh, and there's a ton of time left for them to turn the season around. We're like, they're not going to go 0 and 25. If they go 0 and 25, they're in at trouble. This, at listen, this rate, listen, they'll go 0 and 25 listen, before listen. John comes back. And then the season if is over. If they go 0 and 25, they're in trouble. Okay, wait, We're wait. having a very different conversation. Okay, wait. When is the season over for them? They start 0 and 10? They start 0 and 15? No. On 15, you start to get like, all right, but like, it wouldn't. That's the line. That's the line. Where you go. I, I, it, listen, if you start off a season 0 and 15, um, I, I think you're making decisions based on what the draft may look like at that we're, point. Like, I don't we're 33% know. 33% like, <laughs> of the way there. We're, we're, like, we're, we're getting there. We're a third of the way to that with we're the Grizzlies all, right we now. We almost got it. No, but uh, I, I just, I don't think that they're all the way in trouble yet because I think that when John Moran does return after the 25 game, unless they like just continue to, to be horrible the entire time, uh, which I don't expect, but I guess, you know, that, that was yet to be proven. Uh, that would be the only situation where I'm like, yeah, they're they're in some serious trouble here. 0 and five. I don't know. You yeah, sound I mean, a lot like start. You sound a lot like Jason Kidd last year when the Mavs were about to miss the the playoffs and somebody was like, hey, when when are you when will you be concerned? He goes, we'll be concerned when we miss the playoffs. And then they did miss the then they did miss yeah. the playoffs. Like, oh, well, you, that's because Jason Kidd is just watching. He's just a fan like us. That is correct. I'm not playing. I'm watching just like you guys. Here's their next. <laughs> here's here's the Grizzlies' next two games though. You ready for this? Let's do it. Portland. Portland. Winnable. Winnable. Miami, who's who's one and four right now. Utah. Got to get a win out of one of those four. Like those are those are four 
Besides maybe oh, Miami. Oh, Portland back to back? Yeah, Portland twice. At Portland, at Portland. It should be two and five by the end of that. Okay, you got to beat Portland I twice. Wa- I'm not going to lie to you. I-, I watched Portland. I was like, oh, let me turn on Portland. They- they're a nice young team. I forget who they were playing. I turned it on. I was like, I take back the nice part. They're young. <laughs> they technically do play for a team. And Scoot Henderson has not gotten off to the start you would hope for. That's like, do that's not like, look yeah, up. They're pretty Portland, nice. Brazil. They're nice, but they're not pretty. Don't look up Trailblazers Brazil right there. Uh, Mike Richmond uh, having a good time over on Lockdown Blazers. <laughs> I hope I hope you got <laughs> hope you racked up some of the views over <laughs> over the summer with the little yeah trade. yeah. <laughs> it's going downhill for you, bud. It's on tough. that one, it's a tough time over there. Uh, all right, coming up, let's play Count It Up, where we count all the most interesting, fun things in the NBA with the best the best drop everyone always loves. <laughs> We'll talk the about drawer that. shut makes it worse. <laughs> it does. It's so bad. I'm going to keep it, though, because it's funny. Uh, we'll talk about Jordan Poole. We'll talk about Jokic's advice to Chet and all that kind of stuff. We'll talk about that uh, coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about FanDuel. FanDuel has you covered with all kinds of props and odds and lines. And right now, they have a deal where if you win, if you put down 5 bucks and you get any win on the 5 bucks, you get uh, on a money line bet, you get $150 in bonus bets. So you can go right now. I've been promoting this. I, there's no personal reason why I've been promoting this, but Luca is now tied for the the highest MVP odds right now. Plus 400 for Luca, plus 400 for Jokic, plus 700 for Tatum, plus 900 for Giannis and Embiid, and then Curry's behind with plus 1,000, and then there's a big drop with Booker plus 1,800, SGA plus 1,800. You can go, go check that out. You can put that down. Uh, if you want to get the, the bonus, though, put the money line down on one of these uh, on one of these games coming up, and you can get that at fanduel.com slash locked on to kick off the NBA season, the NFL season. The app so easy to use, a wide range of betting options, like all that kind of stuff. But if you put down $5 on that money line bet, you can get $100 in, $150 in bonus bets. Again, fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel, official partner of the NFL. All right, Pat, let's talk about. Jordan Poole. Let's talk about Jokic's advice to Chet and more kind of stuff with that. With our segment, Count It Up, where we count up the most interesting, fun things in the NBA. All right. First one, Jordan Poole this week was on a fast break. Actually, tonight, he was on a fast break. He threw it off the backboard to Kuzma for a dunk. And you think, okay, fine. The problem is they were down by 20 on the road in the third quarter. My question is, are you for it or against it? I hate the drawer. Um, who cares? I'll try to they're stop it down, before the drawer. They're down 20. They're down 20. Who down cares? 20 like, on the road. You're not even giving your home fans a good show. You're like, all right, we're. That's like the Washington Generals doing like a spin dunk. Yeah, sure. They, it, they're a terrible basketball team. You're fine and they with do it? terrible things. Like, I, I don't care. Like, my team's up 20. What am I. Like, my team clearly didn't care. If they cared, they'd have dropped Jordan Poole on the next play. Like, no one cares about him throwing it off the glass to go down 18, right? Like, it was. <laughs> It was what was that in the the Western Conference Finals? Chris Paul hits a big three to cut it to thirty or whatever. Like the oh the no YouTube. oh no that was that was the conference semifinals, <laughs> and it was against the Mavericks in Game Seven where he Chris Paul hits a three to cut it to forty two. Yeah, it was yeah, one of the I mean, greatest like, greatest moments in Lockdown Maps history. Yeah, man, like who cares? Like he hit a three, he hit you're it off fine the glass. You it don't, is what it is. I so, could care less. Okay. So you're not going to play like old man yells at, at cloud and says, nah, can't because do that. they're not, here's they're the down thing. 20. If, they, 
if they were if they were a respectable organization, maybe I'd have a problem with it, right? Like if it was the Miami Heat, but it's the Washington Wizards, right? Like I could have told you guys that the Washington Bullets did this, and you'd have believed me just because you don't care what team you hear about and why. I could have told you that Sam Howell and the Washington Commanders threw it off of the glass. Nobody cares. It's Washington. The the if they were a respectable organization is is killing me right now. It's, you've never you've never this, met a Wizards fan in your life. I I we employ two of them, Ed Oliver and Brandon Scott. Have you met them in person yet? <laughs> Boom! Exactly. They're AI. I always knew Ed was AI generated <laughs> over on Lockdown Wizards. I knew it. I knew it. Uh, yeah. This team is giving is giving the. Uh, the JaVale McGee, Andre Blatch, like Jordan, like who was it? Jordan Crawford or who was the, who yeah. was the one on the, I would have loved, I would have loved the, uh, the, the announcer in the building to just go right after he dunked it, just go. That's, that's pretty much what that was. Yeah. I mean, that's, speaking, I, I mean, you made two points. Good job. But. <laughs> speaking of Jordan Poole, again, in a different game. Threw up a, a swaggy P3, which is the, you throw the three up and you turn around because you, you think you got it and you're, you're looking the other way and you realize that you missed it on the way back because you're running back and he missed it. My question is, over under four and a half of these we get from Jordan Poole this season where he throws the three up, he turns around, and he completely misses the shot. I'll tell you what, my, uh, my most improved prediction is uh, looking bad. With Jordan <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Um, I'll say under, I, because I, I don't think that uh, he's going to throw too many more of those. Up, oh, you don't knowing that <laughs> he is now always going to be a meme. Cause not only did he turn, see, here's the thing with swaggy P he turns, does the look throws the double threes out, looks back. He missed. Oh, Swaggy P looked at the bench. Or, I'm sorry. Uh, Jordan Poole looked at the bench. The opponent's bench. He was right don't in front of him. At, don't you look at my bench and then, and then I got to look at you and go, Hey bud, one, you suck. <laughs> Two, your team sucks. <laughs> Three, hey, you hey, missed. You missed. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that made the Swaggy P one so good is the camera angle right behind him. Like literally an over yeah. the shoulder shot where you see the basket over his shoulder and it's right at him. And then he turns around and faces the camera and does the, like the money three thing. And then, then he missed it and turned around and realized it all in, all in like two seconds, a perfect yeah. like gif of it. Uh, give Jordan me more. Give still me thinks he made that shot. <laughs> Give me the over on this. He takes seven threes a game. He's, I mean, that, that number is not going down anytime soon. Give me more. He's, he's doing more of these. It's going to happen. Now he may do more of the, I'm going to walk away, but not the, I'm going under on the like confidence to look at the bench and start talking yeah, trash. Maybe not in front of the down bench, the other but, way. Yeah, but yeah, def I mean, definitely like the turnaround and miss the three <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Jordan pool right now, 17 averaging 17 points playing 27 minutes, shooting 24% from three, 38% from the field. Minus 12 and a half on the plus minus. <laughs> Maybe Steve Kurt was on to something with that one. I don't know. Two and it. a half assists, 3.3 turnovers. It is, it is not going well over there for Jordan Poole. How's Chris Paul doing? Chet. It's going much better for Chet Holmgren, but he played against the Nuggets and it did not go well in that game. Nikola Jokic had some advice for him. He said, he's a really talented guy, but in his first year, he's still learning everything. I think he needs some experience. I think he needs to be a little bit fatter, to be honest. <laughs> my, my question is... Are you with Jokic? Does Chet just need a little, just a little, little chunk? Add a little, add a little fat to it. Uh, 
I kind of want to see how this plays out. I like listen, he'll never be able to stop Jokic. He'll never be able to stop Embiid. Like that'll there's no scenario where that will happen. Uh, I think that um learning his body and learning how okay, I can't bang on the boards down low with you guys, but maybe I could do something to tip the ball out. Maybe I could do something to find a way to get a block I mean, that's shot. That's his game right now. That, that's his that's his game pretty much, right? Like, and just figuring that out at the NBA level. I want to see it because the one thing that we've seen and it did not work is the guys that are like overly tall and they have more weight. And the problem would always be the knees or the feet would go. And that was the end of their careers. You'd be like, well, there go the feet. That's that's a mm. that's a death sentence. I kind of want to see how like him and Wemby and uh uh who's the other one? Pokashevsky and they, he's not getting any tick anymore. But like some of those, some of those thinner, you know, big men that are out there right now who are you know basically <laughs> centers in the NBA now, the modern NBA center. I kind of want to see how that ends up going because it's very interesting to see the other end of it working so well, but we saw starts mm. to careers for guys like Yao Ming, very similar to this, where it was like, oh, he's seven foot six and elite. I kind of like this. And then the body didn't hold up. Yeah. Everybody talks about Chet putting on muscle and then how much, you know, how much muscle he's added and things like that. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe eat some Twinkies. I don't know. Like put on, put on some he's, weight. It worked for Jokic. Be a working three for Luka. Shooter. Yeah, he's got to be a three-point shooter. Like, he just needs to add something. Block shots. He's got. He's got. But here's the thing: he's never gonna have enough weight to compete with any of them. So oh, how so much just, weight are we just talking tank, about? Just here? tank it. You're just like, okay, it doesn't matter. Well, I mean, just just play to what your body style is. He's what is he? He's like a hundred, a hundred and ninety-five pounds, or all, say, is he over two hundred yet? Say, there's a one in front of that, probably. If he's is, there, is he over two hundred yet? Like. I think Wemby's 220, but like outside of that, like I don't think Chet's over 200. Like, wasn't there a report around the the season where it's like Chet has added muscle to his frame? He is now 205 pounds, and you're like, no. oh, okay, come on, let's go. No, my favorite thing was remember with that they sent out like the shirtless picture, <laughs> and I was like, he looks exactly the same. And guys were trying to convince me like, no, he's definitely more swole. He put on a ton more muscle. He's 207 pounds. He's got a two in front of it now. He so looks he added- like. He came in 195. He's added about 12 pounds of muscle. He looks like He's, Christian Bale working on a movie role. Is what it's, <laughs> it's like. It looked like. Never mind. You're not gonna get the all reference. Right. I was gonna say he looks like 50 Cent in that one movie where he lost all the weight, but it was it was. Uh, it's okay. It's straight to DVD. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there's a joke on 30 Rock about that movie that the Black Crusaders tanked tank, tanked the movie because they didn't want to make black people look bad. <laughs> Tracy Morgan, Tracy Morgan starts freaking out about it. It's uh, a really good movie. Let's do a classic radio segment here right now. Can you can you humor me for a second? Let's do it. Tobias Harris has made two hundred eleven million dollars in his twelve year NBA career. That's the most money made in NBA history for a player that has never made an All Star appearance. Two hundred million, and he's only twelve years in, so he's got more. Robert Ory made $53 million in his time in the NBA. So Tobias at 211, but it's going to go up. Robert Ory made $53 million, but he won seven championships. My question is, what career would you rather have, Tobias Harris or Robert Ory? Uh, give me Robert Ory. You'll take the 53 mil in the, in the championships instead of, I mean, he's going to make 200, 200 million more than Robert Ory did. 200 million. 
But I think with Robert Ory, there's always chances to make money post NBA career because you have seven championships. What's, what's Robert Ory doing? Robert Ory is on Spectrum Sportsnet right now, like, hey, Robert, like Robert doing post some money. He he can find a way to make some money. You know what I mean? Uh, Tobias. I, what I will say is this about Tobias Harris. Um, after he's gone, we will like every now and then remember Tobias Harris and go, oh yeah, remember Tobias Harris? He's a nice player. I like Tobias. Remember that dude, made, Tobias, 300, remember like that dude made $300 million in his career? Yeah, that's all it's got to be. Now, listen, it's not bad. I'm not mad at $300 million, but I'm also not mad at $53 million. Like, it's not I was like, going to say. It's not I, like Robert Ory's out here like, change, please. please I think I'm operating from the point of, I can't I'll sell you my ring for some change, sir. It's not Robert Ory right now. It's not what we're getting here. The difference between fifty million and two hundred million is such an abstract number to me that yeah. like fifty three million would completely change my life and my whole family's life, right? Like it would just it would change everything. I think here's the tough part, right? If I'm gonna be a role, like you basically gave me, do you want to be a role player on a winning team or a role player not on a winning team, but you have more money? Give me the role player on the winning team. Yeah, I want my career to be more fun versus less heartbreak. <laughs> to be more fun. Yeah, like at, at least what Kenny or Smith say, right? He was like, I spent more money because I was depressed because my team was always losing. <laughs> uh, Tobias Harris never been to the conference finals, by the way, either. Yeah, oh, I know. And Tobias Harris over me? <laughs> It's the well, greatest Jimmy quote of all time. <laughs> he's played for He's played for 12 years, and he's only been to the playoffs – what, six times out of those 12? Because he played for Detroit, Milwaukee, Orlando, the Clippers. Ooh, I he forgot the Clippers about Detroit been Tobias. I completely yeah. forgot about Detroit Tobias. That's a good one, yeah. And then now, didn't go now far. for Philly. Now for Philly. So there you go. Congrats to Tobias Harris. The most money made ever by a player that's never made an all-star team. I love the bread. Get your money right. Never an accolade either. Like never a, I mean, have we got, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, give me Ori. I, sorry. I, I, I'm incorrect. What gross accolade are you about? 2017 November player of the week. 2018 November player of the week. 2021 January player of the week. <laughs> November 2018 player of the month. Hey, here's the tough part. The gaps. It's insane. It's literally me. November of 2017, November of 2018. Then skip two years. Who who knows what happened? He was hanging out with Boban during that time. <laughs> the gap is insane, bro. It's just like you did nothing in this time. And I the tough part is I feel bad for Tobias because I do think he's a better Make player. Make it $211 million. Dollars. No, no, but I, I feel bad for him because, like, in my mind, I'm like, give me Robert Ory because – like Robert Ory's done more. Tobias Harris was relegated pretty much for the last five years. Go to that corner and shoot. And it's like, you guys know I can make a layup, right? No, you can't. Get He's about to get court. a chance right now. We'll see. We'll see. He's playing. He's playing all right to start this season. Let's see what they can go do. Go check out yeah, your man. favorite Locked On NBA team's show. We've got them. Check the link in the description. I host Locked On Mavericks. Pat hosts Locked On Bulls with Hayes. And uh, listen to that kind of stuff. They're, they, <laughs> they just... Lost a game. I don't know to who, but they lost a game. We'll, it was break, a tough one. We'll it was a that tough down. one. Luka, Luka, Luka did nothing. Luka did nothing. He had, he had 18 points and 10 assists. Yeah, tough 18. Go check out our shows. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown NBA. Bye-bye. Boom.